Leviticus, we know how to live in hell. Priest Terrell Davis. We, we know how to live in lack. We know how to live in not enough. But do we know how to come out of a situation? Do we know how to come out better than what we went in? And so there's just three things that I want to share with you. In fact, I'm going to give you four, one of them for free. First thing, if you're going to know how to come out, the first thing is this, come out with your stuff. Y'all should have shouted right there. If, if you got to go through what you got to go through, if you got to cry in the midnight hour, at least you can do is come out with your stuff. I don't know about you, but stop leaving your stuff in the hands of your enemy. If God gave it to you, you got to be bold enough to come out of the situation, but come out with your stuff. Is there anybody here ever been in a bad relationship and you had some stuff over their house? You a fool if you leave your stuff at their house. You got to show up at their house one last time if nothing else just to get your just to get your stuff don't leave your stuff the word says the word says listen when they got ready to come out God gave them favor so that everything they asked the Egyptians for the Egyptians gave them in other words here they were living as slaves coming out as rich people why because they got their stuff Secondly, if you're going to know how to come out, understand this. God will always take you the long way. <laughs> you see, you want to go from hell to heaven, but God say, if I take you from hell to heaven, some of y'all will return to hell because you're too close. So he said, let me take you the long way so that I know that I know and you know that you know that I was the one that brought you out and you will never go back there. That's why you had to go through some long breakup. Why? Because God said, I want to make sure when I bring you out this time, you will never go back. So I'll take you the long it's right there in the text. It's right there in the text. God could have took them there overnight, but instead he takes them the long way so that they don't remember the bondage they were in and return to it. Let me help you out. Some of y'all been poor so long that you don't want to work for nothing, so you always doing scratch-offs uh, and playing the lotto, uh, and God said, I cannot bless you that way. I need you to work for something so that when you get it, uh, you won't take it for granted and you will know who gave it. You got to learn how that God takes you. He'll take you the long way. And, and, and some of you need to understand how to praise God for the long way. Because listen, it's the long way that will show you who your real friends are. <laughs> Anybody can show up overnight. But when you got to struggle for a little while and the same friends that drunk with you won't struggle with you. God is taking you the long way to get some folk out of your life and to get you into the right place at the right time. So he'll take you, he'll take you, he'll take you the long way. Lean over to your neighbor and say, I've been the long way. <laughs> and listen, if I got to go the long way, here's a freebie. Learn how to appreciate the scenery of the journey. Let me back up and get you. <laughs> Is there anybody in here that ever had to struggle, but you learn how to appreciate why you were struggling? Y'all don't understand this. <laughs> you will never understand chili beans. <laughs> Y'all been rich your whole life, but, but if you're poor, you know you had chili on one day, 
And then Big Mama wanted to stress that chili, so she added some beans by the third day, added some chili powder, and made chili beans. It wasn't until I was grown that I found out my friends didn't have chili beans, and they couldn't appreciate the struggle, and I was grown before I knew it was poor folks' food. But because God took us the long way, now I'm looking for some chili beans. So he'll take you, he'll take you, he'll take you the long way. He, he brought them out of bondage, but he took them the long way. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Number three, set up tents. Don't build houses. Oh, y'all going to make me shout by myself. Set up tents. Don't build houses. God never intends for you to build a house while you're on a journey. He only expects for tents because he's not going to keep you there long. And the problem with the church is you always trying to build up houses with folks you ought to have been building up tents. Stop having babies with everybody you sleep with. That's building a house when you ought to just built a tent. As they were traveling, as they were traveling, here's what the text says. The text says that they put up tents because they could take the tents down during the daytime and travel again. And some of us won't move because we fall in love with temporary dwellings. Listen, if God shows you the promised land, you got to learn how to take God at his word and quit building up houses halfway to the promised land. And you got to tell God, I'm not going to build a house until you get me what my promise. Ladies, ladies, let me help you all out. Let me help you all out. If God shows you Jabez, don't just fall for some dumb... In other words, if God shows you a promise, you got to learn how to tarry till the promise comes and stop falling halfway short. Listen, if God promised you a T and quit marrying eights. Can't say amen, I'll say amen by myself. For, for you single fellas, if God promised you a 10, don't you marry no eight and a half. Talking about you're going to make up the difference. Set up tents. We gotta learn how we gotta learn how to build tents. We gotta learn how how to build tents. We gotta learn how to build some temporary dwellings on our way to the promised land. We gotta understand that that, that, that first job that God gave us, it wasn't a job that God promised us. It was just a place to build a tent, not to build a house. Why? Because God got something in store for me. But some of us will saddle because we get comfortable where we're at. Uh, God showed you that you're going to get a degree and the first thing you did is start shouting over your associates <laughs> can't say man say out you didn't, you didn't quit going to school and everything but, but God showed you a BA but yet you got an associate and you didn't turn everything in talking about eyes made it you ain't made it nowhere you got to understand halfway to the promise is not the promise. It's just that halfway. But if you ain't careful, you will mess up because you're also halfway back from where you came from. <laughs> someone asked me, someone asked me, Davis, when y'all moved over here, what are some things you did to make sure the folks didn't want to go back? Y'all ready for this? I didn't bring nothing over here from over there except for the piano and the organ.
We didn't bring no other stuff. Why? Because if you bring stuff, they'll forget what God blessed them with and long for what God delivered them from. I got somebody mad at me right now saying, Davis, I can't believe you didn't bring the church covenant over there. I said, I can't believe you didn't memorize it over there. Well, I just think it needs to be in the sanctuary. And I said, well, God says it needs to be in your heart. Can, which one of y'all are right? You are God. Now, when you memorize it, then I might bring it over. But until you memorize it, I ain't bringing nothing over here that will remind you you are still in bondage. When the Lord said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. When Jesus came to say, I came to release you from the shackles that had you bound. How dare you remind me of where I delivered you? You got you to gotta know how. You got to know how, Bishop, you got to know how to come out. You can't, you can't, it ain't just about coming out, but you got to know how, how to come, to come out. Listen, listen, listen. I don't care how broke you are. Get up in the morning and wash your face and brush your teeth. If you're a woman, put your makeup on. If you're a man, shave and make sure you look halfway decent and put on some clothes and put a smile on your face because you never want to let Satan know that he won that round. You want him confused and saying, I gave my best shot and they still standing. I threw everything at them and they're still standing. You got to understand that if I'm going to come out of this, I'm going to come out better than I went in. My, my, my homeboys was here a couple of weeks ago and we were, we were watching boxing. Now, I'm not a boxing fan. I, I don't like all that madness. I don't like all that, 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 that stuff. Hey, man, when you a fighter, you don't want to like watch nobody else fight because that reminds me that you need to beat up some people. So I don't like watching boxing because it takes me to a place. But in this particular boxing match we were watching, uh, second or third round, this guy got rocked. I mean, he got hit. He fell. They gave him a count. He stood up. They asked him, are you ready? He said, yeah. He had about 45 seconds. He was wobbly. Dude was wailing on him. And dude, bell rung. He went in this corner, and his ring man said, you got this. Now, I'm not a genius, but I figured out real quick, if he was wobbling, he ain't got this. But his ring man said, you, you got this. And, and the more the ring man said, you got this, the more that fool started nodding his head. And when the bell rang for the next round, he came out with a smile on his face. And it wasn't his. It was the reaction of his opponent that threw me off. Because his opponent went from being aggressive to being passive, thinking I gave him everything I had in the last, in the last round. And yet he still showed up with a smile on his face. Let me back up and get you. You need some folks around you that look you in the face and say, you got this. Even when you're going through hell. You got this. You don't look like much, but you got this. And the more they feed you, the more you ought to nod your head. And the next round, come out ready. The same joker that almost got knocked out, end up winning the fight, 
because he caught the other guy being passive and he hit him with a left and hit him with a right and his opponent went down and could not answer the 10 count and your enemy is ready to go down if you ever learn how to throw a punch I know you all passive I know you all pretty but every once in a while you got to get tough enough to tell the enemy I didn't have enough of your stuff I'm coming ready to fight I already came for my stuff I'm coming for my peace I'm coming for my joy I'm coming for everything you took from me I know how know how to come out I'm, 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 I'm done I'm done I'm tired amen know how to come out know how to come out I gave you I gave you three good things I gave you something to shout about y'all ready for this last thing to shout about the last thing is this be ready for war even while you praising boy y'all 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 don't understand that. That, that 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 made me shout right there yeah, verse chapter 13, verse 18, if you look at, at one translation, it says, listen, they left out of there ready for war. The children of Israel was given the promise that I'm going to deliver you. God delivers them. Pharaoh kicks them out of Egypt. And the word says they leave out of Egypt ready to fight. Now that messed my mind up. How you going to leave out of Egypt ready to fight because it seems like they would have left out of Egypt looking over their shoulder trying to run but how many of you know if God delivers you you gotta walk like a boss have your head up and walk out of there ready to fight is there anybody here ever had to look over your shoulder and tell the enemy I wish you would you don't know what I've been through I wish wish you would. I've been fighting all my life and one more fight ain't gonna hurt me. The word says that you gotta leave ready for war even with a praise on. I wish I had somebody that no trouble don't last always but I'm ready to fight. I got my war clothes on. I'm ready to battle. If he messes with me, he picked the right one this morning. I'm ready to fight but I'm still praying him when praises go up blessings come down I can praise him and be ready to fight is there anybody here ready to go to war in 2020 I want more than I had in 2019 I want more than I ever experienced in 2019 I want more and I'm leaving 2019 ready for war and praising at the same time It'll mess the world up, but believers know I gotta have my sword and my shield with my word in my hand. I gotta praise him when we ready to fight because the enemy will try you. But I devil dog dare you. If you beat one enemy, the rest of them will get scared. If you stand up one time, the rest of them will get scared. God wants to know. Are you bold enough to tell cancer by his stripes I'm healed? Are you bold enough to tell diabetes I'm covered under the blood? Are you bold enough to tell your enemy I'm mad by the grace? 
You got to know how, how to come out. Don't you come out like no coward. Because if you come out like a coward, an enemy will chase you. How many of you know about dogs? If you know about dogs, you know this. Never turn your back and run from a dog. Because even a cowardly dog will chase you down. But you got to learn how to walk and look at him the whole time. And let him know, if you come up here, I guarantee I'm going to kick you. I guarantee I'm going to tackle you. If I got to bite you, I'm going to bite you. But if you come after me, you are in for the fight. In closing, y'all ain't from Tulsa, but in Tulsa, hey man, we got Booger T. Washington High School, which is where me and Barbara Turner graduated from. It is the premier high school in the state of Oklahoma. But right down the road, we have, we have a ghetto school called McLean. McLean, I know we're videotaping, so they're going to be offended. They'll be all right. And, and, and back in 1985, when, when my uncle was playing football, Coach Larry McGee, they, they had playing at Booger T. I was up in the stands. I was a young fella. And I'll never forget, there was a play. And somebody hit someone after the whistle. And there was a fight that took place at the 50 yard line. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I was a little boy up in the stands. I was probably uh, fifth or sixth grade by then. So, you know, I was with my grandma. And I'll never forget it. My uncle was playing. Amen. He went in there. And somehow someone hit him. In the face mask, it went up and it knocked his tooth out. So if they didn't know he had a false tooth up front, his left tooth is false. It ain't, it ain't his. We bought that. We bought that. It knocked, knocked his tooth out. And I'll never forget them out there fighting. And I, I wish I could say we won the fight. But I don't remember it that way. I remember McLean was getting, getting, they was getting us. They was, they was whooping us. Fast forward now, and it's, it's my sophomore year. and We're about to play McLean High School. And I'll never forget, Coach McGee says, listen, 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 we're, we're about to play. And I, I'm going to clean it up. I'm not going to use the words that he used. He, he had some, he, he's going to be with the Lord now, but he had a vocabulary that was out of this world. And he says, he says, listen, we're about to go play McLean, have McLean, and y'all know how they are. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to go there ready to fight. Don't ever take your helmets off. I want y'all to run the score up on them. Score as many points as you can. I don't want the game to ever be in question. And he says, and even when you're shaking hands, I want y'all to have your helmets on. And if you see me do like this, we going to fight. Everybody, go fight. A sophomore, I'm like this. Oh, yeah. You, 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 I'm looking for it. I ain't going to play none of the game because I'm going I'm to screw up. I got my number 84 on. I know I ain't going to touch the field. But if he do like this, I'm going to go swing on some, on somebody. And I'll never forget, we rode the bus, and we had our helmets on. We never did this. We had our helmets on on the bus ride down the street, literally down the street to McLean. We had our helmets on the whole time. We got off the bus. We had our helmets on. They was throwing stuff, but it didn't hurt us. We had our helmets on. We got in the locker room. We came out. We were doing our thing. We blew them out. We blew them out. We were scoring touchdowns left and right. They were cheap shotting us. We were still playing. We kept our composure. And then at the very end, we had all the scrubs go in. And I was like, Coach, why are you putting us out there? They, they, they mad. They in loss. They fans are all coming in. All the gangsters are around the track. I want to be in the back because it's closer to the bus. And he put all the scrubs in there. 
And then as we were playing, he called timeout. <laughs> come on, coach. You've given them time to come there. He says, listen, this last play, I want y'all to take a knee and keep your helmets on. Keep your chin straps buttoned up. Keep your mouthpiece in your mouth. And he says, and then we're going to go shake hands. And we took a knee. We went and we shook hands. And he says, watch me the whole time. If I give the signal, it's on. And we were shaking hands, victorious, but ready to fight. Got to the end of the line, turned around, walking back, cheering, but looking over our shoulder, ready to fight. We got on the bus. Keep your helmets on. We got on a going and they throwing stuff at the bus when we got back to booger t he says now what did you learn in this situation and i'm being smart i was leaning over to my homeboy and i said we learned that we was good he says no you learned that when you are ready to fight bullies don't want to fight you head on I wish I had somebody that understood that God said, I'm going to give you everything that I promised you, but the bully is ready to take it from you. But if you got your chin strap on, if you got your helmet on, if you got your clothes on, then the Bible says that you're ready for the fight. And the same enemy, the word says, you won't see them again. And the word says that they all drowned in the Red Sea. I wish I had somebody that had a tambourine that know you got to get your praise on before you get your stuff. You got to praise him before you get to the promised land. You got to praise him before you get healed. You got to praise him before you come into it. Because if you praise him then, you can praise him later. And this enemy, you will not see you again. I know how to come out. I'm coming out with my head up high. I'm coming out with my chest up high. And I'm coming out better than I went in. God bless you.